gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It's June 21st, 2019, episode number 17. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly here on the Horror Foria Podcast. You like that intro? I love that intro. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we had our voice guy do it. So, so we're starting to make it big time because like he... I'll tell you this story, and I don't think anybody's going to care about the behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff, but, but when you send something for a radio station, you have a voice guy, and they'll do different kinds of reads of it. Now, I sent him this this uh, piece to do for our podcast, and you know what he kept calling it? I do. <laughs> Horror-phobia. Horror-phobia. <laughs> and so I had to email the guy, and I said, listen... This is horrophoria. We're euphoric yeah, we're about, about horror. We're not scared of horror. Right, we're not exactly. scared of them because we're not scaredy cats. So, But That's he actually right. he did a great job on that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that was good. I, I like that one. Horror nice movie job. news. All right, horror movie news for this week. Our favorite horror producers, Blumhouse, have been the focus of a very strong rumor this week that says shooting on the new Halloween sequel will begin around Labor Day for a 2020 release. Hmm. We put this up on the Facebook page. You may have missed it because I couldn't find a decent picture of Michael Myers, so we had to use like a stock picture. Uh, even tried to use my company credit card to buy one. I couldn't do it. Lawyers, you know. <laughs> Blumhouse is also teaming up Paramount to bring in another installment of the Paranormal Activity franchise. Oh, no. Not sure how they're going to pull this off again. We've had phones, personal camcorders, a rather unlikely 80s VHS home video surveillance system yeah. capturing the found footage. Uh, I don't know who's going to shoot the footage that's found this time. Because everybody's lost. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. This follows up 2015's Ghost Dimension, which I haven't seen. Uh, rumored to be a re- reboot, maybe? Oh, God. See, <laughs> I, I love Blumhouse, and you're right. I, yeah. I have nothing but respect for these guys. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're trying to reboot this, and that's the problem. I mean, Saw just got worse and worse. <laughs> Paranormal activity got worse. I did like Ghost Dimension. I thought that was... Did you, little, I didn't see Ghost Dimension, It, so it was a little that. different, but it was actually kind of fun. I stopped watching the one in the uh, where it was in the 80s and had the 80s the, VHS the, home video surveillance system. Uh, nobody the, had that. The young girls. Yeah, like, yeah it's prequel. like when she was a little girl. That was the prequel, right. Uh, we got Child's Play out in theaters this week. Annabelle comes home next week in midsummer on July 5th. A lot of evil dolls terrorizing us in the next Man, two we, weeks. We are going to run out of money soon. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they always re- release these horror movies in the beginning of summer and then nothing in October. I don't know why they do that. Maybe it's so they can put them on home video in October. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Uh, another name for the original 1980s Ghostbuster franchise, Annie Potts, expected to return for the new Jason Reitman movie due out in 2020. She's expected to return as the Ghostbusters administrative assistant, Janine. I think we called them secretaries back in the 80s. <laughs> as you may recall, Sigourney Weaver also came back as Dana Barrett. Uh, I think we reported on that last week, right? We did. We yeah. Did. So we got a couple of uh, the... Uh, old crew coming back for the new Ghostbusters movie coming out in 2020. Oh my god. See, this is actually sounded better yeah. and better. Hey, I getting that whole crew back together. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about this. All right, I think that's uh, basically it for horror movie news this week. You got a horror movie trivia question? I really do. Um <laughs> you actually mentioned Child's Play, the reboot. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill provides the voice of the new Chucky in Child's Play. Who was the actor that voiced the 1998 or 1988 original and its sequels after. Oh, man. I don't know. I can't come up with his name right I now. I thought you would know this. I should know this, and I do know it. I just can't think of his name right now. Brad Dorif. That's what his name is. You're right. 
Brad Dory. <laughs> yep, okay, hey, hey, here's a bonus question. Maybe maybe you can redeem yourself mm-hmm. here. Can you name one, two, three mo- horror movies that he's been in other than Child's Play? No, I, I just I'm I should lose my horror movie card. To, I think this you're going to lose. I, the <laughs> only one I really remembered was yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween one. Although he oh, was, he was in Rob that. Zombie's That's Halloween right. two. Okay, he was in Alien Resurrection, and I did know he was in Exorcist three. Oh, really? He was in Exorcist 3. Okay, he was the prisoner. He was in Alien Resurrection. I remember that one. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. How, uh, what about you? Okay. Yeah, I got one. Uh, mine has to do with the movie I'm going to be talking about today, Ma. Uh, Octavia Spencer, who stars as Sue Ann, an obsessive revenge-driven psycho in uh, this movie, in, in Ma, is a best uh, won a Best Supporting Actress uh, Oscar for her work in The Help, as you're probably aware. Mm-hmm. And she was twice nominated for Best Supporting Actress in The Shape of Water and Hidden Figure. You don't get that a whole lot in horror movies. Uh, this this question is about her Academy Awards, though. Uh, name two other horror movies that Octavia Spencer was in before Ma. She had very minor roles in some very recognizable films. Hard question. You're probably not going to get it. But oh yeah, that that is tough. We just talked about it, actually. We did. Well, the sequel to one of them, yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> This is, a, this is a question you need to have IMDb open to answer, but she was in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, okay. And she was a bank co-worker in Drag Me to Hell. Cool. <laughs> so she's got some horror chops. I do want to I do want to uh, review that one time. Drag Me to Hell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard I haven't actually seen Drag Me to Hell, to be honest Great with you. Great, Sam. Right. It's I'm a just, PG-13 movie, but it's yeah, frightening. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't, why I didn't see it, but... Uh, well, I think since we've been doing this podcast, it's almost like I've, my mind is open to a lot more. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it, mm-hmm. It's it's not so much of, you know, I, I, I'm not so pigeonholed into horror movies being R-rated. I can right. get into these, light, I guess, the tame ones, but yeah. Drag Me to Hell was great. No, I got I, I to gotta say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Since we started doing this podcast, I you know, our listeners have talked to us about uh, some different movies, and mm-hmm. it's really kind of opened my eyes to, I, I've become much more accepting of, of different types of horror, even the you know, torture porns that I didn't like before. <laughs> yeah, did you hear what he gave a Serbian film? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's probably goodness. not. Let's not talk about that one again. But <laughs> uh, right. I don't know how you want to start this. Do you want to start with the newer one, or would you like to start with? Uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start with Ma. I can start talking about let's that. Let's do that. Um, Oct- uh, Ma is a movie starring Octavia Spencer, who is a uh, Oscar-winning actress, which is cool to see in horror. You don't uh, see that a whole lot. That's uh, true. You know. Um, Anthony Hopkins actually won the Oscar for for uh, Silence of the Lambs. It happens once in a while, but a lot, a lot of times you get, you know, uh, not the A grade actors working on some of these films. So that was that was cool to see her uh, uh, get it into a horror role. Uh, she teams up with Tate Taylor, who she worked with on the help for this movie, um, and. This is an entry into what I call the psycho psycho acquaintance or psycho genre. That's my own term. I don't know. Maybe there's a better term for it. These movies are usually about like a you know a really obsessive person who gets fixated on a, another person or people mm-hmm. and causes all sorts of hell in their lives. So yeah. my favorite movie from this genre is Swim Fan, and that's uh, a psycho classmate movie. You have things like The Crush, which is Psycho Girl Next Door. Fear, uh, Mark Wahlberg is that psycho boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I think the movie that really kicked this off is Fatal Attraction, which is a uh, psycho mistress movie, I guess, oh, right? Uh, about movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, jo- this genre, I think, tends toward the thriller end of the spectrum. Uh, you get a lot more thrillers than real uh, 
uh, actual horror movies out, out of this genre, but Ma is solidly a horror movie. You, yeah. You, you, uh, you know, when, when you see it, it you, you know it, and it's a horror movie. Well, I get the vibe, the vibe from that just by the trailers. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it's absolutely. Eerie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Octavia Spencer's character, Ma, or uh, Sue Ann is, is what her name is in this movie, acts a little bit more like Michael Myers or something like that than she does like a Glenn Close, Glenn Close's character in Fatal Attraction, I think. Mm. So there's, uh, she's, a, a, she, she likes to dispense her, uh, the people she's upset with, with a little more uh, bloody vengeance than, uh, than, than, uh, you know, some, some of these other movies. So it, uh, it, it's definitely a horror movie. So, uh, what happens in this movie is a new girl named Maggie, who's played, played by an actress named Diana Silvers, uh, moves to this town in Ohio. Her mom, who's played by Juliette Lewis, uh, left this, uh, Ohio town where she went to high school and through some circumstances, uh, She's now she had a divorce. She now has to come back to her hometown. So her daughter Maggie meets some friends uh, who want to go to this drinking spot, uh, like on her first week back, and they ask this new girl uh, um, to ask if a middle-aged woman named Sue Ann, who deliver, uh, works at this veterinary clinic, that's who's uh, Octavia Spencer's character, if she'll buy some alcohol with uh, for them. They're, they're standing outside yeah. of this uh, convenience store. They ask her if she'll buy, you know, buy for them. You ever do this when you were a kid? <laughs> All the time. Yeah, so I, mean, I, mean, I had I had older friends, but but should, yeah, before exactly. you get uh, back into this, should we yeah. do spoiler alert? Uh, yeah, we we do need to talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk all about this movie. Okay, so, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert for the rest, for the rest of the podcast. Of the yeah, so if you haven't absolutely. seen Ma, then uh, pause this, mm-hmm. watch it, come back and listen. Right. Uh, so it turns out that. Uh, um, uh, Sue Ann was was bullied when she was younger by most of the kids' parents that Maggie has now joined the, the group of, especially the father of Maggie's love interest, whose name happens to be Andy. Uh, the father's name is Ben. He's played by Luke Evans. Uh, he's pretty much known around town as just the, the biggest jerk. So even even the police uh, call him. You know, they're like the guy is a, just a huge jerk. So uh, <laughs> yeah, in one scene, uh, Sue Ann, uh, she. She's bullied by her boss, continues to be bullied by various people in my, her life. She she buys these uh, kids boo, the booze, and then uh, they, she makes them abandon their drinking spot because she calls the police on them, and uh, or she calls the father of, of this Andy kid, and uh, he, he calls the police. And then the police show up, and they say, you know, your dad is such a jerk. Just go home. Mm. You know, you've got enough problems if that's who your dad is. <laughs> Just get out of here and don't come back. Wow, he almost so, sounds like the antagonist. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so she offers up, uh, Sue Ann offers up her basement as a safe place to drink. Uh, the basement kind of becomes the party haven for the high schoolers uh, until Ma's psycho tendencies come out and scare everybody off. Um, it was, it's revealed that when Sue Ann was in high school, Ben, um, uh, he, he pretended to be interested in Sue Ann. Uh, he told her to meet him in this janitorial closet. She went there and made out and did some other things with a person she thought was Ben. And when the closet opens, the entire school is standing there laughing at her, uh, including Ben. And the person who was in the closet with her was actually his one of his friends. So this is obviously traumatic. It's kind of a carry type moment. Oh wow! <laughs> so well, you she's embarrassed in front of. She's doing that exactly. You know, this is almost the opposite of Henry. You you almost feel like good for her. You know? Yeah, it's like Get some revenge. none of the you know we're we're in Henry's portrait of a serial killer, like none of the people that he killed really deserved it, except no. for that TV guy. Yeah. 
these people kind of deserve right. it, you know. So uh, she continues to have these parties and reveals that, uh, and she there's these reveals that she's kind of a psycho. Uh, like she holds one of the kids, Chaz, his name is, at gunpoint, forces him to strip, and then laughs laughs it off as a joke. Uh, then through, and I think at that point I would have been like, "Hey, we're not going over that lady's house no. anymore." But they yeah. continue to go because no, it's a no. horror movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, then through social media and other ways, kids realize something's really off about this lady. Uh, she's more than just a nice woman who wants kids to come have a place party. Uh, she has these three rules: there's no cursing, no driving drunk, and you don't come upstairs. Uh, well, it's revealed the reason that no one could go upstairs is because she's holding her daughter captive up there. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, there's basically a prison on the top level of her house. Uh, she's making her daughter sick, injecting her with something in a Munchausen by proxy way. Yeah. Uh, Sue Ann makes her use this wheelchair she doesn't need. And, you know, I wondered if that whole part of it was believable. But, yeah, you know, I think you can have people who are so manipulative and controlling that they're, they've conditioned their victims right. They'll do exactly what they said, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she, she would do that. So they, they recognize her daughter because her daughter occasionally comes to school when she's feeling better. And, and they recognize there's this girl in a wheelchair from school. Um, and uh, from there, they, they, uh, they she, she kind of... Uh, lures them to the house in, in uh, different ways and then traps them down there and uh, is about to torture all of them to death. <laughs> so that's her revenge. Yeah, that, that's her revenge. Is, is, you know, and she does end up uh, killing this Ben guy by injecting... Uh, she works for a veterinary clinic, which gives her access to all sorts of uh, uh, different drugs, uh, tranquilizers and things like that. And then uh, she ends up injecting, injecting him with dog blood, which he's taken out of... Uh, um, Maggie's dog. So that was uh, that was original. Uh, acting in the movie is really fantastic. Uh, there's you can't a, go wrong with Octavia. is absolutely not. Juliet Lewis and Octavia Spencer had this fight at a grocery store where Juliet Lewis tells uh, Octavia Spencer to stay away from Maggie. I thought those two might actually hate each other because the, you know I, I don't know. Sometimes when you get into a, like a shouting match in a movie, it, mm. it it gets you can it takes you out of that character or whatever. But those two really stayed in character and, and did a really good job in that shouting match. The whole cast really turns in some good performances. I think it leaves some un, unanswered questions. Um, there's this, uh, Ben's wife has died. So Andy doesn't have a, a mother. Uh, uh, it never really said how she died or anything like that. Uh, I'm, I was wondering if she kind of, if she, if uh, a Sue Ann killed him, uh, killed her, I should say. Uh, and Sue Ann had a husband that's never really mentioned. He's dead too. So I really kind of wondered if she was behind some of that, that was never really revealed. Uh, her daughter, I thought might be revealed to some, be someone else's child from the class, but that never really was explored. And I guess that's fine. You know, the movie was 90 minutes long, which is perfect. I wouldn't want to see 150 minute director's cut where this was all explored or anything like that. But I think this is one instance where a little more background on the antagonist might've been helpful. Mm Might've fleshed the character out just a little bit. Uh, the one thing I really didn't think was there was really nothing too psycho about her being a psycho. I mean, uh, other than being socially needy and doing a garden variety of 
the psycho stuff you'd see in a movie like this. There was nothing that really stuck out. Uh, like, you know, when Mar- Mark Wahlberg cuts Nicole forever into his uh, tor- torso in fear, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Close, Close boils that bunny. You know, yep. there's, there's these like these scenes that are like, oh my God, this person is a psycho. And I didn't think you really ever got that, got anything in this movie that hadn't really been done before. Um, there, she fakes cancer at one point to get, regain the kid's sympathy, but they don't really have time to develop that, and she starts murdering everyone before that plot point can really develop. I actually had a coworker at another job who did that, so maybe why, that's why I wasn't all that shocked at yeah. that. She faked having uh, cancer, believe it or not. You had uh, a coworker. Yeah, that I had a coworker did, that actually uh. did that, <laughs> and that was way more psycho than than this. I was I was like, well, that's a psycho thing to do. I know because I've been through that, and, and there was just nothing that really stuck out to me. Like she sent a hundred text messages. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's psycho. They did it a little more effectively in Swim Fan, I think, when she sent the eighty-two emails to. To uh, that guy, and uh, that actually helped happen to me with the clinging ex-girlfriend. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, just that I've uh, I've had too much of this kind of psycho in my <laughs> real life. But uh, Which, I just there's nothing this movie that really was about Andy's life. <laughs> I maybe that's it. Uh, but um, you know, I think most of the stuff she did initially was like on the level of hey, let let's get a restraining order on this person, which right. they never do in this movie. In these movies, you know? and it just escalates. So it kind of exactly. builds up as as far as her psychoness, but it's right. nothing that's like that stands out. Like you yeah, said, yeah. I mean, in, she pointed the gun at this guy and made him take his clothes off. And at that point, I would have been like, hey, let's not ever talk to this person again. But of course, they go back there because they need a place to drink. I yeah. guess I, I don't know. I uh, didn't need to drink that bad when I was a kid. <laughs> drink that bad either when I was a kid. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, there just wasn't anything that really stuck out to me as being really like, like, like I said, you, like Mark Wahlberg carves uh, that that thing into himself in fear. You got the bunny in uh, in uh, Fatal Attraction. You got there was nothing that like really stuck out that hadn't been done before in, in a movie like this. Or Hannibal Lecter that put the cop's face on his face. Right, you know, so stuff like that, just, uh, these movies, the the, the psycho always has something that they do that, that really Stays goes out. beyond, you know, and, and there's, I didn't get that out of the Sue Ann character. It was just kind of a uh, rehash of a lot of stuff we've seen before in these kind of movies. Um, like I said, it was kind of the opposite of Henry the Portrait of the Serial Killer. You kind of felt like these people deserved it a little bit. When they, or at least uh, some of them. He run, she runs over this one lady who's really awful and <laughs> has been making fun of her since she was in high school. You kind of feel good about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but um, I did like that it was a horror movie. Uh, a lot of these, like I said, kind of skirt the it into being more of uh, like a thriller like I wouldn't call Sleeping with the Enemy a horror movie. That's you know no. this kind in this same genre, but uh, I, I think this is a definite horror film. Um, and I was never bored. The acting was great. After about three decades of watching Psycho acquaintance movies, though, it just really, like I said, doesn't really offer anything that new. Um, I, well. Killing someone with the dog blood is maybe uh, that's different. That is different. <laughs> but uh, well, here's the, here's the thing about it. it. Like my opinion about. Because I, I like the way you put that, the yeah. psycho acquaintance. Yes. Because right. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> right. um, they don't overdo it. Or they, I think they stopped overdoing it. Yeah. Because you know, what was mm-hmm. it? It was the early 90s where. Oh, yeah. They were all over the place. Yeah. I think. But you then know. they stopped. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. nice to see something like this. Yeah, it is. It, it, it was. And I love these kind of movies. I think that, I think they are good. And like I said, Swim Fan is, is one of my one of my favorites. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie. And it, it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of a generic one too, but I, I something speaks to me about that movie. So, uh, 
Anyway, I uh, I give it th- uh, three stars for the uh, for the acting. Mm-hmm. I was never bored in it. I was ri- like like I watched the whole. I wouldn't say I was riveted, but I was you know I watched watching it the whole time, waiting to see what was going to happen next. I thought it was a really good movie. It's a really good entry into this genre. The acting is great. I love that it's a horror movie. Uh, it's definitely something you should see if you like this kind of film. Would you say go to the theater or wait for it? To uh, I think you can wait for it to, uh, on home solid, video. But, solid score, though. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, and it's a solid movie, you know. Um, I don't think there's any reason to see it in the theater, um, but uh, but it is good. And I liked it. Yeah. So. I'm curious of what Robert, uh, <laughs> uh straight chilling podcast. They, they actually did. So he's doing these things called mini casts or yeah. whatever, and he, and he just did it. And I forget what he gave to it. I'll have to. Because when he's on with us, he said that was his favorite out of the past right, few, couple right, that he's seen. Right, he'd seen mine. I if he gave you the same one. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Well, anyways, I saw right. a this this. I want to say it's kind of like an indie gem. Okay. From 2006, it had a very limited release back then. It's called Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, it's a point of view. Okay. Found footage type thing, but but it. They also go to the regular. Um, just like regular filming of it like the the you know you see the interaction of of the antagonist with these college film students and you know you have a reporter or a girl that aspiring to be a, a reporter and her two camera guys but it also takes the, t- takes the aspect of a movie whereas and you also see the the point of view goes back to the and i love the mix of that uh guy uh, main antagonist is nathan basil never seen him in anything but this guy was brilliant he played <laughs> leslie vernon although technically he's not leslie vernon so basically it's um it's a guy that's probably his mid-20s looking to follow in his footsteps of michael myers jason and freddie and they mention that in the movie. Early, so he's a fan of these films yeah he okay. really is he wants to follow in the footsteps <laughs> takes and become, a too far he wants to become uh, a slasher he wants to become a serial killer <laughs> okay. like these guys are i love the idea um well and, not, and i they, think i wouldn't they, do that they, myself but <laughs> it's not an homage this is a blatant okay. mention of these well back on elm street freddie slashed up teenagers and at camp crystal lake uh jason slashed up some campers and and in haddonfield illinois michael myers slashed teenagers during halloween okay, and they so, mentioned this so so th- these aren't movies these are actually occurrences yeah. this is this has actually happened in this movie this happened okay, like great. like it really that's, happened that's so it's okay, just a fun that's great i'm gonna make you like it even more because there are special guests there there are cameos in this robert england no no way really awesome. yeah he plays a doctor like a <laughs> okay. psych- psychologist um Zelda Rubenstein. Okay. You know who she is. She's uh, the shorter lady that's in Poltergeist. Oh, that lady's really? She's still she alive? A, yeah. Really? She, okay. Uh, yeah, because she did pass away a couple years after that, but she okay. plays a li- li- oh, this li- is, yeah, that's right. librarian. Okay. Kane Hodder. Okay. Is no, I, I lo- I, you have to have him in there. Okay. But no, no, no. Kane Hodder <laughs> just plays a guy, because like the, this film crew's filming Elm Street, and you see him with a bag of groceries, and he looks over at the camera, and he just shakes his head and goes <laughs> into the house of Freddy. It's that's great. Awesome. Oh, there was also another uh, um, cameo. It was, uh, what was his name? I have it written down here. Oh, Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, the older guy, he passed away like a year ago. Okay. Uh, he had a great cameo. He was the mentor of Leslie Vernon. <laughs> Okay. Like he's retired. He's a former serial killer. He's a former slasher. <laughs> and he's married to his final girl. 
in a cabin. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Like you first meet him, you know, the film students go to this and Leslie's kind of, he, he's trying to get his name out there. He's trying to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And, and these, these guys aren't really taking him seriously. Yeah, the, this uh, reporter and her two cameramen going, oh gosh, yeah, this is kind of silly, you know, because he's really charming. He's mm-hmm. really good dude. And he's just, oh, okay, this is what I've been doing. So yeah, they go see Scott Wilson, the the former serial killer, uh, now married, retired, and just living the good life with this final final girl in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So uh, this is kind of a this is kind of a comedy. In, in it is, yeah. but it's smart. It's not campy okay. comedy because sure. because it's it's very clever the way they do it. Um, you know, it's, it it starts out with Leslie saying to this camera crew, "It's like, hey, listen, I've you know I've been looking at this girl. She's my final girl." This is the girl that, that she's my she's my focus. Like like any other slasher, just for no rhyme or reason. Right. You know the only the only trope is that she's a virgin. <laughs> okay. Right. right so right. so in any uh-huh. horror movie or any slasher movie, they have to be a virgin. Yep. So he's been scoping her out for weeks. <laughs> um, you find out uh, because this doctor played by Robert England came in and and pulled the um, actually uh, they were in. A diner and they saw the doctor and and leslie mentioned something about the doc oh yeah he's just he's just a crazy doctor and he's always he's gonna try to stop me um pulls him pulls the camera or, or the uh um, college students aside and says hey look this guy's real name is not leslie vernon and leslie vernon is actually uh supposed to be the uh urban legend of this town a, a kid that drowned and back for revenge it was Leslie Mancuso from Nevada. I've been treating him in Nevada. So basically, he wants to do is take this urban legend. He wants to take control over it. But his first name is Leslie. So he's like, okay, I'll change my last name to Vernon. And then I, what I assume will be the urban legend. He's I'm got a built-in cre- backstory. Yeah, he doesn't I'm have to make up a backstory. That. That's great. <laughs> so Robert England plays. It, he doesn't appear in it very much, but it's fantastic. Um, and he p- appears at the perfect times. You know, the beginning of, what are you doing? And then... You know, he's in the cafe, talks to the college students, and then he appears at the end. So, spoiler alert on this one, because we'll talk about it. Um, so, basically, Leslie's giving him, giving this film crew exactly what he's going to do. Scene by scene by scene by scene. Everything that happens, right? He goes in for the first kill. So, he puts on this really creepy mask. By the way, it's really cool looking. Puts, like, uh, like fire retardant all, all over. He's wearing these old <laughs> beat-up overalls. So, he, he he's now in the part. Okay. Once he puts on the mask, it's all over. He becomes he he actually becomes psycho, which is what this is a cool turning point of the movie because he's so charming and everything. Deadpan, just like a Michael Myers would be or a, or a Jason would be. So he goes in for his first kill. He comes in, and they're freaking out because this is really happening because they thought he they, he was joking around. Yeah. So he takes off his mask. He takes him outside and he goes, "Hey." I'm letting you guys go. You guys leave right now because this is happening. This has begun. I need to fulfill this. So it makes this awesome dark turn because it was funny at first. And then it continues. Well, uh, the girl and the two camera guys are like, well, we know exactly what he's going to do. We're going to try to mess this whole thing up and try to try to prevent this from happening. Little do they know, this guy is one of the most intelligent guys and he's always got this plan ahead. So as as... As things are turning around, oh, by the way, the final girl wasn't the yeah. virgin. 
<laughs> and, and you see that in the movie. Great. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's going to mess up his plan. She's not the final girl. She's not the pure one. Yeah. Um, that comes into play later. Um, so basically, every time they, they go to move, maneuver things around, doesn't happen. Uh, he, he's always one step ahead. Ends up killing everybody. Uh, or, or you think. And then it comes down to the final girl, which you find out the final girl is actually the reporter girl. Oh, really? She's the okay. virgin. <laughs> really? So it had an awesome twist okay. to it. That's great. So, so basically, um, they're going through. They're getting chased. Her, her two buddies, the camera guys, are, are you think are dead. Um, the way it's supposed to end, and Leslie said this to them, is that it's an apple squisher, like one of those manual apple squishers. And <laughs> you know somebody's going to end up under there, and my fate is it's supposed to be me. So, boom, gets her, gets him down somehow, done, over. They light a match, light the barn on fire, movie over, the two guys are okay, uh, the doctor is okay too. I, yeah, I think Robert England made it through. And then it's got this killer, like, like, to me it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a security camera of uh, autopsy room, and they pull Leslie out, and he's, he's scorched. Yeah. And he's just sitting there writing, doing some, he's not digging into him yet, but he's looking and he's making notes and he turns around all of a sudden he sits up. Of course he sits up. Yeah. Like, like the slasher trope. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Up, cut scene. So <laughs> that's it, great. It that was, sounds awesome. I, I'm actually so, have to see this. Yeah. It was so entertaining. And for me, I like your score. I'm going to give it a three out of five. I mean, great. I, I think it's a fun watch and you know, I think one of those ones that should have gotten some sort of bigger release because this yeah. was such a different twist on a, on a horror movie. That sounds, that sounds like a great movie for horror fans. Yeah, for me, it was like... Like if Jason or Michael Myers had... A, that was their day job, right? <laughs> right? And what are they doing outside? You know, if, if you ever wanted to explore... They went home, they put on their slippers and they read the newspaper, they eat some toast, whatever it might be. That's exactly what this was. That's awesome. Uh, I got to go learn to drive like Michael Myers did. <laughs> That's when he learned to yeah. drive on his off day. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That yeah. sounds like a great movie. It was a lot of fun. The other one I watched is I watched the uh, 1980 version of Maniac. Oh, you did? You finally I, saw that? I, yeah. I love that uh, the guy yeah. that played Frank Zito. Yeah, isn't he awesome? He was yeah, great, he great in job. that. Mm -hmm. he I really just did. I don't think I I enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, the practical effect of of the in the car with yeah, uh, the head um, exploding. Oh, Tom that, Saviani. That was, yeah, Tom Saviani's head. Yeah, I don't understand the end of it though. Like, uh, it, like yeah, I know I, he got attacked by the right. dolls, or or he had this manic. I think that that episode. was like a manifestation of his. I think he killed himself, and it was a you know well, a manifestation they, of his guilt. Well, or he something. opened I'm his eyes sure. at the end. Yeah, though. that's true. He did. Yeah, because you know. saw you saw him. He had, he had the cut. The cops mm -hmm. walk in there. And then walk back out, and it's just, it's like, oh, okay, everything's good here. I think it's just maybe the way you had to end a, a horror film in the 80s. That was part of the... Uh, yeah, there were two cops. They, <laughs> yeah, they got out of the car. They went into his, yeah. his apartment. Yep. He's laying on his bed with his gut cut open. Mm-hmm. And, and they left, and then all of a sudden, oh, okay, here's yeah, the... Yeah, they, they just left the crime scene like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like, I remember nah, that. Everything's I, good here. He's a, he's cut wide open. We're good. <laughs> right. We don't need to explore this at all. Right, and then his eyes open, right, which I think is... You know, I think there was some sort of uh, contract that you had to have for a horror film in the '80s. That's how we had needed to end, <laughs> just like him sitting up in, in the uh, in the other movie. So I don't know. Excellent. I watched this movie called uh, Escape from Tomorrow. I, I wrote a. I didn't really want to talk a whole lot about it on the show. It was kind of a. So these guys, this guy, uh, um, went to Disney Disneyland, 
or Disney World. Oh, that's right. Filmed this horror movie at Disney World. Uh, And like uh, he goes into, I wrote a, I wrote a thing on the website about it. Mm -hmm. Go check it out there for more details. I think horrorforia.com. Yeah. And horrorforia.com. I really think the uh, story of how the movie was made is a lot more interesting than the movie (laughs) itself. I don't know. Was that bad? It was, it wasn't bad. It was just, it it wasn't, uh, yeah. You ever watch David Lynch movies? It was just kind of a little weird. And then it went off in this direction that uh, I, I think kind of, ruined it for me maybe that's i think it was very personal for the director i guess he spent a lot of time at disneyland when he was a kid with his his dad who he'd go visit in the summer and this was a, a very very much about him so i well i grew up in southern california you yeah. know knott's berry farm and sure. disneyland mean a lot to me but sure. i don't feel like writing a horror movie yeah. about it <laughs> i don't know do you feel like sneaking into disneyland in not california at all. there and not at all. yeah so this is and i keep seeing i get those mixed up it's disney world in orlando florida okay. which, which is where this was filmed and uh, so there's idea, epcot though. center and stuff like that and um I don't, I don't know. It, it was, uh, I think I gave it two stars. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's worth it. If you, there's a lot of the, the main character, uh, is really not in great shape and he, he's, uh, not wearing a lot of clothes in it. So if you really like dad body, he <laughs> might be into the movie. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, but, uh, there's some weird things with that too. He's, uh, like uh, in a bathroom naked and they like pixelate his his uh lower body for some reason okay i don't know it's really kind of kind of strange i don't know if he had an agreement in this contract that he couldn't appear nude or what but uh that was kind of odd pixelate so, okay yeah so, like they so, kind of so fuzz they, out his they, sent, they censored his uh his, lower his, abdominal area. yes his uh, well his, his butt really is was what they censored oh, okay. so i not you know i don't know it was it was just kind of i i wouldn't have even noticed it if they hadn't done that so i don't know why they did that but it was kind of strange it's an it's a i think um an interesting movie and that's uh that's why i wanted to watch it but uh I, I don't. Uh, I don't think we want to spend a whole lot of time on it. So. All right. Well, check check out. He, he wrote a blog about it at uh, horrorphoria.com. Also coming up in just three episodes, mm-hmm. episode twenty, and we are taking the listener suggestion. Thus far, we have Cabin in the Woods and Open Grave, two movies that we're going to be reviewing. What we need on our Facebook. Make suggestions of horror movies that we have not reviewed, things that you really enjoyed. Give us a synopsis, what you liked about it, and give it a score out of five stars. And we'll be doing that here in just a couple of weeks, three weeks away, man. Yeah. Can't believe that. that Episode 20, huh? Wow. Uh, Next week, uh, it's kind of like the open. Kind of an open week, don't we? I'll have to watch something for that. I might go see Child's Play. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Or I know um, Sarah really wants to see Annabelle Comes Home. She's a big fan of those movies. Cool. I, um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get out there. If not, yeah. I'll just I'll hit shutter and yeah. have all my streaming services coming up on episode 19. We got a special guest coming in. Yes, we do. One of my good friends who I used to watch a lot of horror movies with Carlo is going to come in here and we're going to talk about his favorite uh, movie, The Shining, which is not one of my favorite horror movies. It's so. really not mine. I'll say <laughs> so. this about The Shining and we'll get into the discussion in two weeks, but I, I really liked it as a kid mm-hmm. and I watched it again and. I don't see it as the classic that everybody 
Yeah, I just, I don't either. So we'll, I'll be real interested to see what he has to say about it. Uh, and it's uh, maybe it's just my bias against Stephen King movies. I don't know, but it's a Stephen King movie. Uh-huh. But I just uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna watch it again in between there, and and uh, we'll have a discussion about it. Probably have an argument. And I won't have a friend after that. But. <laughs> <laughs> we, we always have intelligent conversations here. I mean, you and Sarah were fine after you guys talked about the Headhunter. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's well, yeah. If we could get through the Headhunter, I guess it, you know. <laughs> she hasn't asked for a separation yet on that one. Oh, so. good deal. All right. Thank you so much right. for listening to the uh, episode number 17 of the Horrorphoria podcast. Have a great weekend. Right. Yep.